The RPG A Day 2021 prompt for the second to last day of positive posting about role-playing games is the word mention. There are many things that we could take the opportunity to mention, such as the excellence of our friends and gaming companions, or the cool new or cool old game which has our attention right now, or a good publisher or creator that deserves to see more people playing their games, and so on. We have many things to share, still, even after 30 out of 31 days of posting and even after 8 years of RPG a day. For me, this year, I'm feeling the urge to mention the country in which I live, which is Korea, and the fascinating folktales which reveal a world so different from its modern age as to seem like the purest of fantasy creations, rather than a culture's way of communicating itself to itself. So today, it's going to be story time. But before we get to the story, we had a phone in. A call-in message from BJ of The Arcane Alienist. Which is very nice. Thanks for taking the time to leave a message, and thanks for the kind words. What kind words, you wonder? Well, let's listen to BJ in his own words. Hi, this is uh, BJ from the uh, Arcane Alienist podcast. Uh, just finished your episode on system, um, and... I think you said something that, that was really... I love the way you put it. The system is the very difference between role-playing and a role-playing game. So I, I really... I, that is very succinct, and I love the way you put that, that it, it's the system of rules that make it a game and not just free exercise in role-playing. So I, I enjoyed the episode. I've enjoyed all the episodes. Thanks again for uh, even the idea of RPG a, a Day for the month of August. So uh, I look forward to the last couple of episodes you've got coming up, and take care. Like I said, thanks for the kind words. I'm glad that they resonated with you. System, how system works, in what ways it matters, and to what, how it interacts with procedures, if the procedures are presented in the game so we understand from the beginning, how to use a system, or if we have to figure out the procedures on our own, <laughs> like we did long, long ago. Um, you know, I, I find that all of that area is what keeps me excited and keeps me coming back to playing games again and again. So anyway, thanks for the call in. All right, it's story time. Why don't you find some place comfortable to sit, and we'll begin. This is a story that I enjoy reading and rereading, and telling and retelling often. It's one about a poor seller of salt. And that might not mean anything to us in the 21st century, but to the people for whom this tale was originally told, this is a very physical occupation that required much work in acquiring the salt and much walking in selling it. 
walking in a very mountainous country with weather conditions ranging from uncomfortably cold and snowy in the winter to dangerously warm, humid, and wet in the summer. This vendor, although of an essential good, could not expect to make much money from any individual sale, and to maintain any kind of living at all, he had to be in constant motion, selling from household to household, from village to village, in a range around his home as large as he could physically stand to make it, while carrying his wares on his back, in an A-shaped wooden backpack device that is as heavy as it sounds. The tale goes that the vendor was making his way home as a storm was brewing on the horizon. With his pack almost empty, he walked during the day uphill and down, up mountain and down. He began to wonder if he would indeed be able to make it to any shelter before the storm struck. At the sight of the storm on the horizon, he had given up any thought of making the entire journey home. As darkness fell, the storm moved in, and the vendor was forced to seek shelter in a small cave. He felt very fortunate to have found the cave and not have to spend the night in the open, and more fortunate that a large pale rock which caught his eye blocked the wind. Resigned to spending the night in the coolness of the cave, he wrapped himself as best he could in his clothes, provided comfort for his head as best he could on his bags of salt, and tried to sleep. And as he lay in the cave, the storm hit, and the wind lashed, and the rain thrashed. But despite all this noise, after a time he became aware of another sound. It was the sound of grinding. And being in a cave and fearing a mudslide or rockslide, which were common, he left the cave to investigate. In a flash of lightning in the darkness, he saw a figure standing on top of a pale rock outside of his cave. The figure was muttering and hunched over, and in its hands it had something hard and white which it was grinding against the top of the rock. The vendor moved, trying to see through the rain and darkness who could be doing such a strange activity in even stranger circumstances, but what he saw chilled him to the core. Standing on top of the rock was a white fox, with its long, luxurious tails wrapped angrily around its feet, its fur dripping wet in the storm. It seemed like its hand-like paws gripped something light and rounded, which it was trying to reshape by pressing it and grinding it against the stone and shrieking in an unknown tongue. And as he watched, the salt seller saw the fox take the object and try to place it on its head, but it would not fit. And the string of curses that followed made him cover his ears. The grinding continued, as did the chilling chanting and the attempts to fit the thing over its head until finally it fit. And cowering in the bushes, the vendor could see once and for all what it was. The fox had been grinding a human skull. When the skull finally fit over the face of the fox, the fox was transformed as if the skull were a magical mask. And ending its chant and muttering to itself that it was going to be late, the fox, who now looked like an old woman in a wet and tattered cloak, leapt off into the darkness like someone far younger, heading toward the last village the vendor had passed earlier in the day. Fearing the worst, 
The salt seller himself began to trudge back down the road toward the village, fearing for his own safety and the safety of those he had sold salt to. Not long before. On the edge of town was a large, walled home, the residence of a very rich and very old man. Banging at the gate, the vendor was finally able to rouse the caretaker and ask for shelter. He was taken quickly to guest quarters, but the caretaker was too tired to listen to his story and bid him good night. Feeling safer and much warmer and more comfortable in these guest quarters, the salt seller laid down on the provided bedroll and prepared for sleep. Before sleep could come, with its gentle embrace, he began to hear the rhythmic clatter of a gong and knife and the low and steady chant of a shaman beginning to work her magic. In those days, as now, families who believe they have offended the spirits summon a shaman day or night, and with knife and gong in hand and strange dances and stranger chanting, they find a solution for the family to appease the offended spirit or for the shaman to drive an offensive spirit away. Before too long, it grew too loud for sleep to be a possibility, and he wondered what affliction had befallen the house that they had brought a shaman there so late at night and in such foul weather. The last time he had seen the old man, he was fit and in fine health. He once again roused the caretaker to ask him what was going on, and the caretaker, even sleepier than he had seemed before, hastily answered his question that the master had fallen ill and a most respected shaman had been brought to help him make it through the night so that his sons could make the journey back home to speak with him before he passed. He assured the seller that the shaman could do all she would to ease the suffering of the old man, but that her ministrations would likely take all night. The caretaker bid and urged the salt seller to seek sleep, for he was going to do the same. As he lay down and tried to get comfortable in the soft bedroll, the shaman's chant became the shrieking cry in an alien tongue that he had heard on top of a rock next to the cave in the mountains, and he knew that the fox had found its way to this house this night. Gripped by fear, he told himself he need do nothing, for the family would rise up in defense of the rich old man. But as he waited in the guest room, he heard no sounds of stirring. In fact, he heard only the shrieking cry of the shaman, and the heavy snores of the caretaker, for the entire household was asleep. While the practices of shaman were strange and could take hours, this did not seem like any shaman's cries that he had ever heard before. And as he wondered what to do, he grew more and more tired, and his bedroll looked more and more attractive. But, knowing as he did, the shaman was not a shaman, but a fox. Instead of lassitude and surrender to the magic with which she was trying to bind him, he felt blinding rage, and leaping to his feet, he made his way through the guest quarters into the servants' quarters, and then into the kitchen, and found himself the heavy pole they use for grinding grain and smashing nuts. And rushing toward the sound of the chanting, he found the old woman, now her old tattered cloak thrown aside and the colorful dress of the shaman revealed beneath, licking her lips and preparing to feast on the wizened flesh of the rich old man and the vital organs that lay beneath his dry skin.
The salt cellar pushed her and smashed her over the head with the pole, cracking the bones of the skull mask which disguised her as the old woman. Head bleeding, plan foiled, revealed as the fox that she is. She fled. The next morning, when the details of the story were revealed and understanding of what had happened was spread throughout the family, everyone was pleased to see the old man was recovering his former health. The family was, of course, incredibly grateful to the salt cellar, and they sent him on his way back home, but this time carrying bags of gold instead of bags of salt. Tomorrow is the end of RPG A Day 2021, believe it or not. Tomorrow is the 31st day of 31, and our prompt for tomorrow is thank. It's a nice way to end, don't you think? RPG A Day is an annual event which takes place in August, for the entire month of August, and during that month, we respond to prompts in a positive manner about our hobby, role-playing games. If you'd like to know more, if you'd like to see what people are saying about their hobby, follow the hashtag, hashtag RPGAday2021. You've been listening to the Casting Shadows podcast a podcast that has recently grown out of a much older blog, which can be found at castingshadowsblog.com. In between the creation of the blog and the podcast, of course, there is YouTube, and you can find our contributions there under the name of Runeslinger. <laughs>